world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us Alex and JD. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon and a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we talked about the Team Astro Circus Sideshow, our battle alternative akin to Pokémon contests and the Pokéathlon and those sorts of things. And we also made a Pokémon, Rockatillo. Rockatillo. We're changing the spelling on that from Rockadillo to Rockatillo to be more like it's a rocket. Rockatillo is a armadillo-like Pokemon that curls up into a ball and is used as a Pokemon cannonball, essentially. Mm -hmm. As well as otherwise performing in the Astrolite Circus. It can do tight ropes. Someone probably juggles it. (laughs) And I mentioned last time specifically, we left open an ability slot for if I, in the future, came up with an ability that would fit that role. Mm -hmm. And I've got an ability for it here. Aptly named Cannonball. It's loosely based on stamina, the signature ability of Mudspray and Mudsdale. Stamina says when they're hit by an attack, any type of attack, their defense increases by one stage. Oh. It's a really cool ability. Cannonball is similar, but instead of boosting defense, it boosts speed. Oh. Because it's being propelled forward. Yeah. Having it be affected by any move maybe feels a bit strong, so I was thinking it would be hit by any move that isn't super effective on it. Okay. Maybe it should be any move. That's like a balancing kind of thing, and balancing is not my area of expertise. It's hard to balance a game that isn't real. And also hasn't been finished. Yes. Let us know what you think. Should Cannonball, the signature ability of Rockatillo, work from any move or just moves that aren't super effective? So today, what are we talking about? Today we're going to be talking about field abilities and for that we're going to head into Trainer's Choice. Explain to me what are field abilities. It's a term used across gaming in general for abilities you use in the field. Things you do when you're not in the battle scene, essentially. Mm. In Pokemon, traditionally, that has been HM moves. Fly, cut, surf, strength, flash, I suppose. (laughs) All those kinds of things. Yeah. Although some TM moves do it as well, like Dig is another classic Uh, one where you can escape from caves. Mostly in Pokemon, it has been about HMs up until Generation 7, where they're more naturally in tune with Pokemon. They didn't use HMs. They completely scrapped that system. Generation 7 replaced field abilities with the Poke... Oh, what was it called? Poke Rides? Poke Ride. Thank you. I really like the Poke Ride system. <laughs> yeah, where you can rent Pokemon from other people without paying any money so it's not really a rental. You just borrow the Pokemon. Yeah. So Fly is on the back of a Charizard. Even the bike was replaced by just riding around on a Tauros. It gets a bit messy though because it's replacing all HMs including like Strength, but it's the Poke Ride system. <laughs> so Strength has a Machamp take the role and it pushes boulders with one pair of arms and carries you with the other pair of arms. It's... Thanks, my champ. Nah, it's creepy. I didn't like that one. I thought it was funny. No, it's creepy. <laughs> Pokerite was, it was a really cool take and a really cool idea. I didn't like that the way the system worked was you had to randomly find a person who had the right Pokemon for you to borrow in order for you to use this mm, system. Yeah. I would have much preferred if it was a more universal system across the region. Yeah. Because it's kind of implied that anyone can have access to it, but you've got to randomly find them. And like, Obviously, you should have to unlock new abilities as you progress. That's yes. video game 101. Yeah. But... The thing I liked about it, aside from the overworld animation, which was fun and different, <laughs> and I very much enjoyed, the thing that I particularly liked about it is that I didn't have to worry about keeping specific Pokemon on my team. Yes. Because I needed to make sure that something new surfed. That, that was huge. Yeah. Yes. Surf and Fly were the big ones that everyone would build their team around you. Everyone made sure they had a Pokemon that could learn Surf. Everyone made sure they had a Pokemon that could learn Fly. Yeah, and like, I often didn't really want to keep those bird Pokemon in yeah. my team. I wanted to use different, more interesting things for me. Uh, but I had to keep 
keep a bird because something needed to learn fly. Yeah. Or I'd already used fly on my bird, might as well keep it. Yeah. And water types are plentiful enough that you don't feel too bad about having one anyway, and a few other Pokemon can learn surf too. Surf is a decent move. Also, surf is a good move, but the fact that it was an HM that you had to have on your team meant that you weren't using other interesting moves like Scold. Mm. Generation 7 made it so that actually you don't have to worry about them being taken up on move slots, and that was huge. I really liked that. Generation 8, we went back to a more technologically advanced region, mm. but they didn't want to go back to the HM system. They realised that was flawed. It is an imperfect system. Yeah. But they didn't really replace it with anything. <laughs> no, it is the, it's still an imperfect system. So Fly is replaced by Coronite Taxis, and I really like that, flavorfully. You unlock it the earliest in the game you've ever done before, before you've even gone to the first gym you can fly. Which is cool. Yeah, because you're now a gym challenger, and all gym challengers are given access to it. Everyone else should also have access to it but it's implied that you're allowed to use it for free because you're a gym I, challenger i think that's what it is it's like gym challengers could use it for free anyone else would have to pay and you can call a taxi to you from anywhere to take you to usually in front of a pokemon center or something similar yeah your bike was brought back as your main way to speed yourself up and also replaced surf because you reach a certain point of the game and it lets you go on water now with an upgrade you just ride your bike on the water it made the transition between surfing and not surfing seamless which was nice. Yeah. I don't have issue with the surf bike. The surf bike is not the problem. The problem is that's where field abilities end. Yes. One of my favorite things about Pokemon games is the puzzles. Yeah. Is the solving little things where you have to like push a rock around in a certain way to get past it or knock something into a hole so that you can climb over it or what have you. And a lot of that stuff comes in the form of either gym puzzles or... Field puzzles. Yeah, field puzzles. And I love the field puzzles. That's yep. the only redeeming quality for a cave, in my opinion, <laughs> is that there will probably be puzzles inside. Particularly like a strength puzzle. Yeah. Because the other abilities aren't super puzzly. Rock smash, cut, even like waterfall and rock climb, they were obstacles and you need the yeah. move to get past the obstacles. So there's like, I think, three kinds of field abilities. Mm -hmm. So you have the ones that allow you to move things, interact with the environment. Those tend to be the puzzly ones. Those yeah. Like strength. Uh, That's not really another just one. Just strength. It's just, just strength. strength so far. Strength is its own separate one. Yeah. And then you have mobility ones like surf and fly and yeah. things that get you from one place to another allow you to access places that you couldn't before and mm -hmm. then there are ones that just remove obstacles and yeah. that's going to be cut rock smash whirlpool yeah flash does this as well flash game freak realized that there was a problem with flash earlier than anything else it was the first of the original five hms to not be an hm anymore and in fact it was the only of the original five hms to stop being an hm before generation seven removed hms entirely i hate flash nobody likes <laughs> flash. That's not a puzzle. That's no. Just, that's just taking away an aspect of the game. You click a button and then it's gone. It's a nuisance early on. Yeah. It's just annoying. It's not a puzzle. And here's the thing. There is value in having at least one field ability that is just about clearing obstacles. Yes. One of my biggest hates in Pokemon is when you go to an area and you can't proceed just because there's some guy who says, no, you can't go this way because plot. Yeah. Oh, there's a power cut here. So you can't walk even though it's the middle of the day. You can't see anything. Generation 3 is one of the best games for this. It's not perfect. There are one or two times that a person just stops you from proceeding. But for the most part, your only real obstacles are HMs. You can skip the second gym entirely. The only reason you need to do it is because the fifth gym, where your dad is the gym leader, he won't battle you unless you have four badges, so you need to go mm. get the fourth badge. The sixth gym is the one that unlocks Fly. You can skip that and get all the way to the Pokemon League. And then <laughs> they'll just be like, yeah, you can't come in because you don't have eight badges. And it's like, oh right, I forgot that gym. <laughs> 
because nothing makes you do it. Yeah, that is more how we want our game to be. Yes. You can go any direction you want. You don't mm-hmm. have to do anything in a particular order. You can make choices. <laughs> which is great. But also, you still need some kind of obstacle, something yeah. to stop you from going too far so that mm-hmm. you don't become imbalanced yeah. in the point that you are. You have to have blockades to, for story purposes. It's nothing wrong with saying, actually, you can't go past this point until you do this aspect of the plot. Yeah, and so like there is absolutely value in those things where yeah. it's just like, there's a thing in the way, but they can be interesting. And also, there can be more field puzzles, not just strength. Yes. What we want to talk about is what system we're going to use instead. We're not going back to HMs. No. The main problem with HMs is just that they take up a move slot on your Pokemon. And not just that they take up a move slot on your Pokemon, because that could be okay, except for the fact that you can't delete them without a move deleter. Yeah. So we need to decide what we want to be our thing for field abilities. It could be a bunch of different items. It could be... What are your thoughts? I have some notes. Do we want these to be Pokemon doing things on your behalf? Doing things that a human can't do? I think for the most part, yeah. Yes, it's Pokemon. We're playing Pokemon. We want it to be about Pokemon. You want to move something heavy. You want a Pokemon to do that. Yeah. So then the next question is, how do you access those Pokemon? Is it through some kind of... Rental system, like the PokeRide? Yeah. Or is it an item that you use to call them? Is it something specific to the Pokemon that you're using? I want it to be about the Pokemon that you have on your team. The Pokemon you have chosen to be on your team. Okay. I want it to be your Pokemon doing this. Okay. Just not taking up a move slot. I'm thinking that Pokemon can have a slot, essentially, for a field ability, and you can choose which one to give it to them. Okay. It doesn't take up a move, but you can say, you are my Pokemon that is in charge of flying. Yeah. And it's not, do you have to have the move fly? It's just, this is the one member of your party that can do that. And each Pokemon can only do one thing. It's not a matter of just getting HM saves, but it could be maybe that only certain Pokemon can do certain ones. Maybe Pokemon have multiple ones they're able to do, but you have to pick which one. You still have to construct your team in a way to allow which ones you're going to have access to. Yeah. Yes, but it doesn't take up those move slots. It doesn't slots. take up the move slots, it's, and it's not as limiting. Yeah, it doesn't restrict you to like, oh, now I have to use this Pokemon. I have to have a bird in order to fly, for yeah. instance. Like, there can be a lot of things. Sure, lots of things yeah. can do fly. And I was going to ask, is this, like, a only some Pokemon can do some of the things? Hmm. Like, every Pokemon can do at least one of them. I had another thought, though. Mm-hmm. It could be that we have various field abilities, not necessarily this many, but field abilities that are tied to the elemental shards. That's also... Option. We could make them even more of a thing where certain elemental shards grant certain abilities in the overworld. So the flying shard would grant you the ability to fly. That's a fun concept. However, one game plays in the opposite order than the other. So if mm-hmm. you're getting shards from gyms... For the most part, I don't think that would be an issue. You would encounter different obstacles in different parts of the game. Mm. The only one where that would really be an issue is the flying one, I think. Okay. And that, I think you cover that by just... Putting it in the middle. Midway through the game is not an unreasonable time to get the ability yeah. to fly anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like there are a few different ways of yeah. handling that. But even like Surf, I don't think it's that big a deal if you get that earlier or later in one game compared to the other. That's fair. But also we don't have a water type gym that would give that to you. No, we have to work out where those are going to come in at some point anyway. Yeah. Another thought I had while you were describing these as one per Pokemon, held items? Held items, they're much more to do with competitive battling. Yes. It's not that big a deal if during the story mode you have to give your Pokemon a certain held item in order to do a certain thing. Especially 
especially since you can swap out their held item at yeah. any time. And it's still like a slight sacrifice, but it's less of a sacrifice than, than a move an slot. An entire move slot. I feel like it would be a little bit better than a gems, for sure. Using a mechanic that's already in the game to change the way that our thing is working. But again, that's part of what would make our region unique, right? If it's based on the elemental shards, a unique aspect of our games, then that's why they use this. That's why they don't have eight gems here, because why would they need it? They've got access to the elemental shards. Sure. Another way we could do it is that we have an assigned Pokemon or an item or an elemental shard, whatever way, for puzzles and obstacles. Mm. And then the travel-based ones could be something else. Obviously, sure. we've already got the bike. You're very into the bike. You love the bike. I love the bike. The bike is classic. Mm. I completely agree the bike is important. But what if it's like a mountain bike? <laughs> and you're mostly using it on places where there's not so much of a pathway. You go faster through tall grass, maybe, with the bike. Whereas if you're on a paved path or in a city, what if you have a skateboard? <laughs> so the way you're describing it, you would just use them in different areas. Yeah. I want to go back to Generation 3. Generation 3 introduced two different types of bikes. Yeah. You had the Mac bike to go fast, and it was faster even than bikes had been in the past. And you had the Acro bike, which was a little slower, but had better handling. And also, they each were used to overcome different field obstacles. Yes. The Mac bike could go up mudslides, and the Acro bike could bunny hop across ledges. It was never a matter of if you didn't have one, you couldn't proceed through a route at all. But it would be that you would need either mode to proceed through the route, following a slightly different path, or different ones would give you access to different hidden items and such. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking with bike versus skateboard. But it's interesting that what you were saying, that you were saying the bike more for the stunt thing and the skateboard more for just a flat open area. I guess I'm thinking like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah. I'm thinking the skateboard more of a stunt thing. I was thinking more, not necessarily that they're just for different areas, but the bike is the go fast item. Yes. And the skateboard is more for just doing tricks and getting past certain areas. Yeah. And would also be slightly faster than walking. Yeah, that's more or less how I'm thinking about okay. it. The reason I like the skateboard in particular is because if you establish a skateboard, then in the south, you can turn your skateboard into a surfboard. And in the north, you can turn your skateboard into a snowboard. And I think that's fun. It feels like a very West Coast thing to me. I'm not sure how I feel about it changing between those rather than just being separate items. I mean, yeah, it's separate items, but they take the same, like, sure. purpose. Yeah. You get to use the same animation for yeah. moving. So we're going to have four field vehicles, essentially. The bike, <laughs> skateboard, surfboard, and snowboard. And the surfboard and snowboard are going to be more about traversing certain obstacles. Yes. Travel, we've got items. Although, what about fly? Hoverboard. That instantly teleports <laughs> no, you? I don't know. I like fly still being handled by a Pokemon. Yeah. I think that's flavorfully fun. So I think fly is more in the camp with other field abilities, like the ones that solve puzzles or create obstacles. Yes. Now for those, I think my favorite of them is that there will be different kinds of obstacles that you need different elemental shards to clear. I do like that. I think then for the types that aren't given out by gyms, you'll have to go out of your way a bit to find some of them, or some of them will be given to you during the story, mm. but generally it'll depend. Yeah, and on that's ones. a pretty good way of sort of setting up blockades as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, you gotta get them. You yep. gotta get the things to move forward. Yep, different potential things this could mean then. Strength puzzles. Yes. Yes, I mean, there's gonna be some kind of, there's giant boulder. Yes, a classic. There are a lot of types that could handle it. You could say it's a fighting type thing because they've got to push it, in which case you would need the shard from Captain Peg in order to clear uh -huh. that. Or it could be a matter of, you need a rock type one because it's rock. Yeah. We don't have a rock type gym, so you get that from wherever else you would get it. Yeah. I love the idea of a giant snowball. Yeah. You have to roll up a snowball and make it bigger for certain things. A video game classic. Yeah. 
this. You gotta make it big enough to like fill in a gap that you need to cross. I was thinking of something similar with like mm. fallen trees that you have to roll to create a bridge. Are you thinking that each type has like a thing that I don't you need know. to overcome? Because that's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> I don't think it should be that every single one has a certain kind of obstacle. Yeah. But it allows us to create many more obstacles than you might have otherwise just seen. This is true. And I love puzzles. By virtue of having more potential puzzles and more potential obstacles, you could be at one point given a choice from a certain character of getting one of two different animal shards and you don't get the other one until very late in the game maybe mm. even the post game and which one you pick could enable you to access different kinds of puzzles I like that a lot that feeds so much into the choice yeah. dynamic I think we decide on exactly what puzzles go where as we plan out each route and cave when we eventually get there yes and yeah we definitely don't need this all planned out fly I think that's just going to be the flying elemental shard that you'll get from one of the Astro Light Circus people and we'll just move where they're in the game or put them dead center in the middle anyway. Maybe it's not just literally any Pokemon can then fly with it. Maybe it has to be a Pokemon of a certain size can do it. Because you know what's yeah. dumb is that you can't fly on Scyther, but you can fly with Pidgey. Yeah. <laughs> I think it has to meet a certain criteria. Yes. Say to push a boulder, it has to have a high enough attack stat. I like that. It can be based on stats, it can be based on a few factors. I like that. And the game will make it clear to you what the factor is. It's not like you have to trial and error to work it out. Yeah. You'll be told, here's a puzzle, you need this shard, but also it has to be used on a Pokemon that fits this criteria. And things like stats like that also help to balance where you are in the story. Yep. If you don't have a Pokemon that's strong enough to get past that thing, you either need to grind or you're kind of you're just there too gotten early. further than you need to be. Yep. That's incredible for balancing. Also, it teaches the player about stats better if they don't otherwise understand them. Yes, because I barely understand stats. Yeah, and it's not like you need a deep, complex understanding, but you can just know physical attack. It's good for things that are physical. Special attack is good for laser beams. Yeah. Etc. And this can help make that a bit clearer. I really like that. Yeah, I'm really pleased with the field ability system we've set up here. Yeah. But for now, I think we're good on our field abilities. Yeah. But what's going to use this field abilities? It's time for Who's That Pokemon? sort of reached the point where we don't really have specific Pokemon archetypes that we need to fill anymore. Yeah. There are a few left, like fossils we'll do at some point. Yeah. But generally speaking, well, we're at the point we can just start making whatever. Yeah, we're just going to flesh out the Pokedex a bit. Yeah. And I've got a bunch of ideas yeah. for different things. So you're going to take the lead on this one and we'll sort of take turns yeah. leading a Pokemon creation. Yeah. But I'm going to go with my favorite idea and I think you're really going to like this one. Okay. You probably find it a lot in our Redwoods area. Mm -hmm. There's a common trope for Pokemon in particularly more recent times that we haven't really got to yet. We've done object Pokemon. Mm -hmm. We haven't done a Pokemon yet that's based on food. Which Pokemon started doing a bit more. Okay. So you know, we've got Slurpuff that's based on a cake. And it evolved from Candy Floss. You've got Vanillux and that whole evolution line based on ice cream. Sinisty. Sinisty, a pot of tea. I love. Alchemy based on cream. Milsery based on milk, yeah. Like plenty of food based Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking of one that you're going to find in the red area because it's a classic camping food marshmallows <gasps> I'm thinking of a marshmallow Pokemon and then when it evolves it becomes a toasted marshmallow oh. a lot of food based Pokemon have been fairy type yes a toasted marshmallow fire fairy fairy fire a type that has not yet been done by Pokemon <gasps> And there are loads of ways to do that. Like, I'd love to see some kind of sprite Pokemon in the future. Mm. But for right now, I really feel this fits. Imagine yourself, you're traveling through this area where people love to go camping. Yeah. And then you find a marshmallow Pokemon or a toasted marshmallow Pokemon. Uh. 
I love it. You right? Um, and you when you first said marshmallow Pokemon, I was like oh, fairy type. Yeah, so I'm glad that yeah, you <laughs> also agreed with that. Also because we get a fairy fire type, which yeah. I really want to see fairy fire. Toasted marshmallow is great. <laughs> you could make this a three stage evolution where you go marshmallow toasted marshmallow s'more More. if you wanted to. Maybe Not I don't know. Necessarily, it would be a little weird to find random marshmallows in the woods. <laughs> toasted marshmallow makes a bit more sense there, but you know it's fine. Yeah. You find a cup of tea in some random spooky woods. Yeah. That's the concept. I like it. Yeah. What's it look like? That's where you can start helping me out okay. of it. Because I haven't really got that. So I'm picturing, I'm picturing something in my mind. <laughs> it's a little fuzzy still. I haven't really. Oh, you don't want that on a marshmallow. Like you can <laughs> probably get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very clear image, but it looks a little bit like Litwick. Oh. And it's like a little melty and white and kind of friend-shaped. Okay. And that's just for the regular marshmallow. Yeah. I think having some soft squishiness to it, mm -hmm. it looks a little bit like Litwick. I think mm. the, just like a, a slightly melty will give it a little bit of personality, some sort of pliability to give it more than just a blank cylinder. Yeah. Pokemon don't have to be over-designed. Yeah. Let's think of another recent food Pokemon, Milsery. Yeah. Look at Milsery. It's just a blob with some splashes and a very simplified face. Yeah, especially as like an early evolution. I think it yeah. should be very simple. Yeah. Just a cute little marshmallow. Do we want this marshmallow to have some kind of limb? Vanillite's got little bits mm. sticking out the side. Milsery got little bits. That was something else that I was thinking about. Mm. I think maybe the baby mm. of the evolution line doesn't. But when it evolves into a toasted marshmallow, it's got a stick sticking out. Yeah, I was just thinking a stick. Stick is good. Maybe like two stick arms or mm. something. Maybe it's like going straight through the middle. <laughs> so it's got sticks sticking out on the other side. You don't want to see something similar to Vanillite or Milsery where it just has slight offshoots. It could. Especially, yeah. And marshmallows aren't necessarily always perfect, right? Like Yeah, so that, that's what I mean by kind of melty. Like give it some little nubbins maybe. Yeah, I'm not saying like fully fledged limbs or anything. Yeah. But so the pre-evolution, very simple. It evolves and then it gets a little brown and crispy around the top. Mm -hmm. I don't think I want it to actually be on fire. No. Because it's been done. Yeah. When it attacks, maybe it lights up a bit like Quillava and Typhlosion mm. in Cyndaquil. Like maybe the, it flares. Like orange eyes or something to sort of indicate sure. the warmth. Yeah. But it's brown and toasty rather than just literally on fire and then it yes. uses fire for its attacks. Yeah. Sticks coming out of the arms is, is cute. Yeah. Do we want third evolution though? S'more is the way to go if we do that. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily bad, but I don't know. It loses that sense of fairy fire. Yeah. It kind of loops back around to just being a cute food thing. Yeah. I think I'd rather it just be a two-stage one for this yeah, one. That's fine. Yeah. You want to talk about the stats and the abilities? But we normally do names before abilities. Names. <laughs> it needs a name. <laughs> what are we going to call these things? Marshmallow is a good word to work off of. It really is. And toasted. And toasted. You could use s'more you in the name. You could use the word s'more in the name. As well. It doesn't have to be, but it's an option. Yeah. S'more mallow. Flame mallow. <laughs> Mallow. <laughs> Mallow is already a Pokemon character. Oh. It was the um the grass type trial captain in sure. Alola. It's a plant, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to like words meaning small maybe? Maybe just like shmallow. Shmallow? <laughs> Smallow. Mellowish. Mellow is fun. Because then you're just like establishing a personality. Yeah, like it's yeah. very chill. Like mellow. I like him using mellow. I like mellowish. Like Wait. mellow wish. Okay, wish. I'm, yeah, wish, I'm not ish. Yeah, I'm just hearing it as, it's mellowish. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how it sounds. But it was specifically in my head, mellow wish. Hmm. As in like, I like magical. It. Well, then why mellow wish instead of wish mellow? Wish mellow 
is also good. Because then you've got the sh just blending. Yeah, I was blending the W. Wishmallow is so much better. Which is, so is this the first one or the second one? Oh, this is the baby. Because when it evolves, then we get to play with fire words. Like flame mellow. Yeah. Straight off the bat. We can't think of something else. Flame mellow just gets there. there. Smorish. It's like moorish and s'more. <laughs> and a bit of wish. And a bit of wish. Smorish. Smorish actually isn't bad. I don't hate smorish. Smorish is pretty good. <laughs> Hmm. That that ticks all the buttons for me. You get the fire thing because s'mores are hot marshmallows. Yeah, you get yeah. the wish carrying over from the first one so their names are connected. <laughs> You've also got like Moorish as a pun. Like yeah. s'mores are kind of Moorish. Yeah, you know, and marshmallows in general. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That ticks the all the buttons actually, it, it's feeling better the more I hear it. You'll find out on Twitter <laughs> what we decided to go on. But yeah, s'morish works better than I thought it was when I first said it. Sometimes that happens. You just yeah. say a word and you're like, oh. Okay, last little thing for the these guys is abilities. Sticky. Sweet. Sweet Veil is an ability. I'm just gonna keep throwing out adjectives. Pokemon with Sweet Veil. Swirlix, Slurpuff, Milsery, Alacrimi. Yes. Yeah, it probably needs to have Sweet Veil. What does Sweet Veil do? Prevents itself and any ally Pokemon from falling asleep. Sure. I mean, it's not like super creative, but it Flavorfully, I think it's cute. Oh, no, yeah. Because like you're eating marshmallows, you're staying up late, <laughs> you're telling squeaky stories around the campfire. Yeah, so that can be one. Something that has like a high melting point so it doesn't melt. Flash fire. Or when it's hit by a fire move it just powers up its sure. own fire moves. That could work, yeah. Yeah. Sticky hole I think is a thing where it can't lose its item. Do you think it should have flash fire only when it evolves or? Yes. Yeah. So sweet fail they can both have. Mm -hmm. And their second ability can evolve and have flash fire. I like sticky hold for maybe the one that it has before it evolves. Yeah, sticky hold and it evolves to get flash fire. Yeah. Okay. I like magic bounce. Any status moves used against it get bounced back to the opponent. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, magic bounce is their hidden ability because things bounce off them because they're too goopy. Too squishy. Gloop. I'm happy with where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go gather around the campfire and have some s'morish. <laughs> and eat the Pokemon. Uh... <laughs> So today, we've developed our field abilities. Yeah, I really like the system that we came up with. Implementing the elemental shards as part of being able to do things in the overworld and assigning them to Pokemon. Those are only for puzzles, obstacles, and fly. Speeding up your own travel is handled by a series of items. You've got a bike, you've got a surfboard, a skateboard, and a snowboard, depending on which part of the game you're in. Maybe you have to switch them out. Yeah. Depending on where you are. You can only carry one at a time because they're bulky. That's what I was bulky. thinking. Yeah, okay. Similar to like the bikes in Gen 3. Yeah. But you would get a bike and a skateboard, but you can only have yes. one of the boards at yeah. a time. And we've also created some very good marshmallow <laughs> Pokemon. We've made Wishmallow, which is a small baby marshmallow. But when it's burned enough. Oh, it maybe evolves with a Firestone. <laughs> yes. And then it evolves into Smorish, a fairy fire toasted marshmallow Pokemon. I love. <laughs> thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as Google Tank Green Mountain Mysteries and our other show Sorted our theme music is by Mike Freitag you can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara you can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers and you can find us individually I'm at Codename JD and I'm at Pachu P-T-C-H-E-W if you have any concepts you'd like to share with us any art of our ideas we'd love to see them art of smorish draw <laughs> smorish and also as a general reminder we have merch available in the Pocket Podcast Network store there will be links in the description of this episode. You can get cool shirts. You can get stickers of our starter Pokemon. You can get a poster. And that's available at pocketpodcastnetwork.com forward slash shop. Yeah. But until next time, gotta, gotta make, make them all. all.
Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. This is an ad for a Pokemon actual play podcast. But this isn't your dad's Pokemon world. This is a serious Pokemon world. We're dark. We're edgy. There's death and crime and darkness across the world. Tanner, I keep getting attacked by bird Pokemon! Tanner, my Tyro keeps getting out of his baby harness! I'm stuck in the ghost zone again! <laughs> okay, okay, fine. It's Listen, we might be a bit darker and have more swear words than a normal Pokemon actual play, but it's still a pretty fun romp through the Pokemon world with some great friends who love each other and Pokemon. So if you want to check it out, then come on down to Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, part of the Pokecasters Network. And you can find any episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium on your podcatcher of choice. Like what you hear? Remember to leave us a rating and review. And follow us on Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. See you in Sinnoh!